I'm Emily Felchek, and I'm interviewing Ryan Calejo about his new book, Charlie Hernandez and the League of Shadows. And I read your book last week. I thought it was really good. I read it pretty quickly. I was able to read through it quick just because I wanted to find out what was going to happen next. And I know Charlie Hernandez's grandmother was the main kind of reason why she was talked about a lot, telling him all of these myths. So were your grandmothers kind of the main inspiration for your book? I grew up listening to these stories from my grandmothers, just like the main character in the book, Charlie Hernandez. And mostly they told me these stories because I was a I was a pretty terrible kid growing up, so they needed ways to kind of keep me under control. One of my favorite moves was uh, jailbreaking my cousins from their high chairs and stuff like that right before lunchtime. So it would be like a baby jailbreak. And anyone who's grown up in a Hispanic, uh, Hispanic household, you guys know that uh, uh, grandmothers or abuelas, they, they, they deal in threats. So it's a, it's a very a lot of threats when you're little. So I would hear things like, um, if you don't behave, la cuca, which is one of the myths in the book. She's going to eat you. If you, like, if you don't eat your food, she's going to eat you. Or if you misbehave, she you know she's going to come after you. Or like, la mano pelu which is another another myth if you keep throwing your socks at your cousin he's it's gonna come and pull one of your toes off which was pretty terrifying when i was a kid because you know i liked all my toes all ten of them so that was pretty terrifying but um one of the reasons i wrote this is because these myths and these stories that uh, i grew up with i mean uh, a lot of hispanic families uh, grow up listening to they're not they're not just made up stories they're more like they're more like heart, uh, cultural artifacts like you, you can see, you, you understand what your answers were going through and what they were thinking back then and just things that were important to them. So you, you learn a lot from these stories. And I felt as I was growing up, I felt that a lot of my friends um, who were raised in Hispanic or Latino families like me, they were losing contact with their, with their roots because they stopped speaking Spanish as we kind of went from like elementary school to middle school and even to high school. And they start to forget those stories. So that's one of the reasons that I wrote, I wrote this book to kind of preserve you know, to kind of preserve that. Uh, you guys haven't read the book, so the general plot is it's about Charlie Hernandez, this kid who grows up listening to these same kind of stories from his grandmother. And of course, he doesn't believe any of them. But then um, his life sort of gets turned upside down. Uh, his house burns down, his parents uh, disappear, and he starts experiencing these uh, freaky manifestations. He grows horns and he sprouts feathers, and he doesn't know what's going on. And then we have a girl, Viola Ray, that's like his crush since first grade. She's like Sherlock Holmes with pigtails. And she gets wind of what's going on and then sort of blackmails him into letting her help him, you know, solve the mystery of his horns and feathers and what's going on with his parents. But like, they're like important to the culture. And I just thought, I thought it would be something my grandmas would really like. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, they were definitely an inspiration. How did you keep the book authentic to your background? Like, how did you, did you ever get like off track from the stories or anything? I kind of, yeah, I kind of put, I play with them a little bit, mm -hmm. but I always try and keep it to like the spirit of, of the myths and, and the, the creatures themselves to kind of, you know, so if someone reads it who grew up with the stories too, I want it to be able to like instantly, you know, okay, yeah, that's, of course, that's, yeah. that's who that is. What challenges were in your way when you were trying to be an author? I think the biggest challenge is just the agents and stuff. You know, you get a lot, you get a lot of rejection sometimes when you start writing because you know you don't, you may not know the craft as well. So you're gonna get, you know, an agent's not really gonna pick you up. So if you don't get picked up by an agent, you'll never get, you know, the publishing house will never see it because they're like the first line of defense and getting swarmed by like manuscripts they can't use. So sometimes it takes years to get an agent to bring your manuscript up to a certain level. Anything in life that you want to be great at, you gotta stick with it. You gotta, and you have to try and get better. I mean, I don't. I mean, anything you want to. Be with you want to be like a, a teacher you want to be a writer a lawyer anything if you're not trying to improve your craft at all times it's like you're not going to be you're not going to be you're not going to be that good at it so i mean if you stick with it you stick with something you try you continue to try and get better i mean it doesn't really matter how you start because most of the writers that i know they're probably rejected like 10 20 times and even after they picked up an agent sometimes you get rejected by 10 or 15 houses they'll just say no and then maybe you'll get a couple houses they'll start they'll go crazy for what you wrote but you have to stick with things i mean if you give up really quickly on anything i mean i don't think you're going to be very successful in anything you choose to do how many times did you read your book before publishing oh 
<laughs> I probably read through my book like like a hundred times. No, because I mean, it really, I mean, you, you don't want to have silly mistakes. Like you don't want to have like, you know, commas in the wrong place and misspellings. You look really unprofessional if you're like, it's literally with misspellings. Writing is all about rewriting. If you're not, if you're not into rewriting and I mean, you're not going to want to be a writer because it's all about, I mean, it comes down to every sentence. I mean, every word matters. So if you're not, if you're not willing to read that sentence like 50 times until you get it perfect to exactly what you're trying to say, it's like your book's not going to be that good. How do you get past writer's block? Oh man. I just keep, honestly, I just keep writing. I write past it. Like if, uh, if, like for, if a certain scene is like, I can't really, I can't really get into it. I'll just write something else completely. Or I'll just go outside and play basketball, man. You please, you know, you get, you go outside and play basketball or something like that and you get your mind away from writing. It kind of clears things up and maybe a couple hours from there, it usually solves the problem. This is Laura Gladney Lemon, the librarian at Clear Creek High School. That wraps it up today for Author Insights, but we want to give a huge thank you to Ryan Calejo for agreeing to allow our student, Emily, to interview him and also to Mr. Moore for helping arrange the interview.